All right, you guys, it is your girl Portia with the Girl Mind Your Business podcast, and you know how we do. Today, I got my girl Quan Brown. She is an entrepreneur, and she has her own mobile nail care business called Phenomenal Phalanges. Listen, she gave me that word. I was like, what is a phalange? She had to educate me, y'all. That's the medical term, so I had to make sure I get it right. All right, Quan, thank you, thank you, thank you for coming on today. So I just, you know, we just like to have conversations. We just like to get in your business, and we just want you to kind of give us some some input, some feedback, whatever you can pour into our listeners today. Listen, we are all for it. So how 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 are you doing today? I am doing great. No complaints. Tap bit under the weather, but again, no complaints. Just um, glad to be here. Happy to be interviewed with interviewing with you. It's great. How about yourself? I am well. I am well. So tell me, where did this mobile nail care business come from? It came from tireless nights and days in the ER and in the medical field in general. And for me learning that in order for me to have the life that I want, I was going to have to work for myself because healthcare, it took a turn that I wasn't down for. Um, I ran from healthcare just trying to keep from getting a flu shot. So I can only imagine the, the things that I would have to go through now if I was still in there. Um, I started my company mobile. I chose nail care because I was already in medical and in school. I found ways that I could still use my medical background. But in this setting, I've been in beauty for majority of my life. Started doing hair when I was 11 and um, went to beauty school in, when I was 17 until I was 18. Didn't know I needed to take state board. So I had to go and start all over again, which was fine because it's allowed me to have the life to, well, it allows me to have the life that I'm working on building for me and my children. So it's great. It's been an awesome career. It's had its ups and downs as any entrepreneurial journey would, but it's still been great. I, I definitely can relate. So can you give us some of those ups and downs? Because I feel like in entrepreneurship, um, especially with beginning entrepreneurs, those down moments um, kind of hinder us. Um, and sometimes cause a lot of people who are beginning to stop but you know I always try to encourage my listeners that you know those are part of your success story and to always keep going so can you kind of give us you know because I feel like sometimes when we can relate it makes our journey a little bit easier can you tell us some of those down moments those ups and downs even the good the good and the bad of you know starting your journey and maintaining your business well, I will say that the downside of it is still being the only tech. So when I'm not feeling well and I can't get in there and do what I need to do, the money stops. So that's definitely a downside of it. But the other downside of it is learning your worth, knowing your worth and standing on it. Because I've spent a lot of times in other environments doing what I do, just, you know, trying to get another feel, trying to go where the money's at which would be in the shops of people that don't really look like us. The Vietnamese is really who primarily dominates the industry. And they don't like us as far as working with them or coming to them for services, but they like our money. So when they I like say them. the hard, yeah, when I say having a hard time with them is, you know, because I look like I look, I may get five customers to everybody getting 10 or 12 that day. 
um the money is not gonna always be right they take 40 percent of everything you do and then when you go out and try to do it on your own you have people who are still taken aback by the fact that oh there's a girl that look like me that does nails I don't think the quote-unquote black people can do what they can do and I'm just like oh okay so I I had that battle early on initially I don't go through that as much now but I still have my challenges because now I'm looking to open a new location I just got my keys to my own building and I'm so excited about it I'm so excited. I got my keys last Friday, Lisa signed. Now I just got to get in there and get it ready to operate. I'm currently in a spot right now, but it's just not, you know how you, if you've ever worked in an environment, you know, this is just not where I'm supposed to be. There's just too much difference here than, you know, and it's nothing wrong with them per se. They just got a lot of growing to do. And I respect that. It's just not for me. And so I, you know, had to move on and do my own thing. And I'm super excited about it because my goal is to be a safe haven for girls who come out of school looking like me because the shops that we primarily frequent don't look like us and they don't like us there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Just provide an opportunity. I think yes. that's the big thing in entrepreneurship is that you can provide a, you can provide an opportunity without oppressing. Yes. Right? That is um, the goal. Like nine to five or the, you know, this is a, it's a, it's a way to level up, but not get stuck here. Like a lot of nine to fives do or employers do is, you know, get people to work for them, but they don't offer a way out or a way. Yeah. They pay you enough to forget your dreams. Right. So I love that. Have you thought about um, opening up a school? Well, I want my salon to be a teaching salon. That's the goal. Mm -hmm. Um, Because for me, it was a career change. You know, I was almost 40, a single parent, and trying to go back to school. When I say I love healthcare, I left it very abruptly. I made sure I couldn't go back. I emailed my boss, her boss, her boss's boss in HR to let them know everything was going on, slid the keys under the door, and then look back. So yes, I had to get into a lift. <laughs> I got into a lift car and started putting myself through school. I would drive for lift in between my breaks at school, kill it on the weekends just to make sure me and my kids were still good because I also was newly divorced at that time. So it was a lot going on when I really decided to take that plunge into nail care full, fully and do what I needed to do. And it's been it's been worth it. I'll be honest, even with all the growing pains that I've had as an entrepreneur, as a mother doing it alone, as a divorcee, it's still been worth it because of the life that I can give my children now, the peace that they have now, it's made it all worth it. Listen, I definitely can agree agree with you on that. But I think you said something very important. I feel like you went through real life challenges. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Um, Especially that single motherhood. Um, Tell us about that. Like, because I feel like there are a lot of women out there that don't even um, tap into their full potential as an entrepreneur or step out on their vision or their purpose because they're afraid of, I, you know, I got to be consistent with my income, with my children, or they mm-hmm. get stuck in thinking they have to have a nine to five because they have to provide for their children or that they're the only provider. And we can't knock them for that. But I feel like we can encourage them and we can we can make it realistic that, yes, even as a single mother, you can. It may not be easy, but it is very doable. And so can you kind of talk to the listeners? Because I feel like that is a is a that's a real issue that I see. When I'm dealing with some of the entrepreneurs that I coach is that 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 um, that fear 
Um, because, you know, as mothers, we want to do the best. I mean, we don't, we don't want to, you know, ever put our children in jeopardy or cause them a lack because of decisions that we make. Um, so can you speak to the listeners about that? Yes, ma'am. So um, I'll be honest with you. You hit the nail on the head when you said we worry and try to keep that nine to five because of the mouths that we have to feed. And I'll be honest with you. I was on the fence. And I was being treated like crap by my boss. When I tell you my days would start in Douglasville with me getting up and having to be up at four in the morning so I could get to social circle back to Covington, back to Conyers. And this was a seven day a week thing. I even took my kids to work with me on Mother's Day and we didn't even get a patient. But because this was how my boss was treating me. But um, I feel like it is scary. But you got to be willing to take a chance on yourself. Those people are not paying you to come in there to do nothing. And I feel like whatever you're doing for them, you can do it for yourself even better and feel better about it. And so, um, it, like I said, it was very scary. It was because I had that steady. I knew what my money was going to be. It never changed, no matter how many hours I worked because I was salaried. But I still knew that I had that coming. But um, I think what saved me at the time made me feel a little bit better about it once I learned the Lyft and the Uber algorithm a little bit on how to maximize all my time and money. That made it a little easier, but it still wasn't what I needed. You know, it just it made everything work. But I feel like as parents, single parents, mothers in particular, when we're trying to make these lifestyle changes and these decisions, because I am, as I stated, I was newly divorced. I had just came out of a 10 year, 11 year on paper, horrible ordeal. I was in a very abusive relationship that was bad for me and my children. And I was just trying to give them what I didn't have, which was a two parent home, not realizing I was damaging them and knowing now that it's easier to raise a good child than fix a broken adult. So yeah (laughs) thank you thank you and so it just took with me having the faith to get them out of that environment I didn't know what we were going to do we slept on the floor we live um we we we've been through some things um we went through a period of homelessness I even came out of being homeless in the middle of the pandemic it just hit I had the money I just couldn't find a place to stay because no one was showing properties we didn't know what was going on with this thing initially Right. But I still was able to make it out, found a house for us, and now we're homeowners. Wow. So it's, is- it's, been a, it's been an incredible, worthwhile journey. It was not easy, but when I tell you again, it was so worth it. I just feel like if the women that are out here that's still on the fence about it, I think their network for one, because a lot of the times us as women, we tend to listen to the people around us, whether it's good advice or not, we still cling to that bad advice. And it's because they're fearful too, and they're not taking the chance on themselves. So it took the time for me to get to narrow my circle too. I really had to eliminate a lot of people during this time because I had so many people telling me, no, and you need to do this. And they were the reason I even went into healthcare and ran away from beauty like I did anyway. So now I kind of feel like I'm playing catch up too. Yeah. But I really think it takes what you're doing, because if I would have had this conversation planned in my ear years ago, I think I would have done what I needed to do years ago rather than now feeling like I'm still kind of behind, but still on path. Right. You Listen, it's always an appointed time. And I feel like um, every everything that we go through is necessary, regardless if we see it or understand it is needed in the journey. Um, And I feel like what I heard you say for the single mothers out there is one of the things that I can respect is that 
a lot of people don't take their mental health serious, right? Mm-hmm. And I heard you say, I heard you say that, you know, I was treated terrible. I, let me tell you something. There's no price on mental health. There's no price on your physical health. And it seems like you were paying a heavy cost that I don't think nobody could pay you for. And so I like the fact that you were able to step out on faith, knowing that, you know, that cost was to the cost of your mental health and your physical health and what your children were going through when you decided to get a divorce. Like you chose a better life for them, even though it may not have been, you know, what other people around you might have agreed on. You know, a lot of people tell you stay in a marriage and make it work or have a two parent household. But you you understood you understood the assignment. Yes, ma'am. And, and, and that is so crucial. I feel like everything that you talked about was your assignment and you understood it. You understood that you were not supposed to be in medical. You understood that you were not supposed to stay in that marriage. You understood that your assignment is to your children and to yourself. And in order to do that, you created a lifestyle through entrepreneurship that will afford your children a, a better future. And you're creating generational wealth, generational knowledge, generational health for one decision to just say no yes ma'am it was the best decision that I made I'll be honest and I know it may sound a little bad but when I tell you I have a the best relationship with my children now than I did then just coming home to them now just us pulling up to our home it used to be days that we would pull up and see my ex-husband's car there and be like oh man hoping we beat him home so we could be asleep before he came home with his drunken tyrants or whatever we were going to have to endure with him being there. Right. So um, now just the peace of mind that we have being able to sleep at night, knowing that we're not going to be woke up to no craziness. They don't have to hear no craziness. <clears throat> you know, it's just, it's just, it's been worth it. And I'm again, it came with its hiccups because even after the divorce, we ended up getting us an apartment but kids being kids don't listen my only rule was don't go out of this house if I'm not here they didn't listen they went outside they done something that got us and a couple of other residents put out hence how I came out of being homeless in the middle of a pandemic we've been homeless for months before that happened I think about five months wow but um it, it was a devastating blow because I didn't have any backup resources I was an entrepreneur but I was working for myself I had a little salon set up in the house and I also went to work for the Vietnamese in the area just to keep my money right so um but again lord that environment was terrible but I did what I had to do I would work to 12 1 o'clock in the morning in my own salon if I had to just to make sure we were good because I was still trying to buy my freedom out of that environment as well right you didn't abort the vision at all I couldn't it was too important that is so important that you, even when you work in your nine to five to go home and work for your own self and to work on your own vision and not to abort the vision when things get rough, like you, you, you suffered with discrimination, uh, um, a toxic work environment, homelessness, abusive, well, I can't even say abusive, but toxic relationship. Um, oh, it was abuse. That 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 divorce came with a lifetime restraining order due to the abuse. So yeah, there was a lot of abuse as well. You went through divorce. You you went through everything the devil tried to throw at you, and you still came out on top. And you're still making it, and that just speaks volumes. And I just really want my listeners to to get that is that your road may not be easy. Matter of fact, it's probably the hardest for African American women. Indeed. Listen, 
we we get it on every platform in every area. I feel like it is 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 sometimes we just have to, you know, work a little bit harder at things mm-hmm. that we probably shouldn't have to. But you know, that's just the world we kind of have been given. And but I just want to make it, you know, clear that through it all, as long as you keep going, you will make it. Exactly. It, everything, everything that you you envision, I feel like everybody has a vision. I feel like everybody has a purpose, but it's what you put into it. And it's what you keep striving for that it gets you to where you need to be. And yeah. I'm glad that you've seen your worth. I'm glad that you know your worth. And I'm glad that you knew your worth as a parent and you've seen more of what your children needed than to please somebody else. Um, and you made those lifetime adjustments, those lifestyle adjustments. Like you, you, you really blessed my listeners today. You blessed my soul today. Um, you are such a resilient person and I am proud of you. And I pray that everything that you have to come and everything that you are setting, setting out to do, it comes to you effortlessly um, which I know it will, because I feel like you went through through all of your trials and tribulations on the front end. So your back end would be easy peasy. Yes, ma'am. And but I, I just, what'd you say? I appreciate that so much. It feels good to have someone actually hear my story and understand. I'm not just out here trying to make excuses and bash anyone, but just to press and press upon you that you can do it. It don't matter what you're going through right now. It don't matter where you at in life. As long as you can see that there's something else and know that there's better out there, just take the chance on yourself and do it because it's worth it. Because mental health is so important. And to be honest with you, even talking into talking to you as we speak now, realizing another part of it, I didn't even see that apartment was killing me too because I was working and working in that apartment. And I also went through a mild stroke. I had an episode of TIA just from how much I was going. Um, and I went down at my, do- my daughter's um, doctor's appointment for her heart. So fortunately, they were able to respond super quickly to me. But it right. was the of that. And I wasn't even 40 yet. You know, so it was a lot that played into it. But when I tell you, I feel like I came out much better. And at that time, I was seeking mental health. I had called my insurances to find people that would see me. All of them, well, your insurance ain't paying out. We can't see you. It took for that sh- that mini stroke and YouTube and books, Stormy mm-hmm. Wellington and E.T., like the people. I was all over the place trying to find something to keep me from jumping off the ledge because it had gotten that bad. I didn't know what else to do. I was so overwhelmed, tired, confused, sad, because, you know, as an entrepreneur, the money ain't always there. That's why I moonlighted in those shops. You know, because I, these kids was going to eat, whether I ate or not, they were going to have what they needed. Because also I felt the guilt, but I felt kind of guilty behind taking them out of their lifestyle. You know, we left their daddy. We had a home and all that stuff. Now we're in this apartment getting to know these new kids. We're in a new school district. You know, it was a lot that came with it. But I'm just so grateful that my children and I have the conversations that we have and they my riders. And they know that their mama ain't out here just playing. They mama out here trying to secure their future. And I think that makes a difference too. Like even, I'm not saying bring all the problems to your children. You ain't got to tell them what me and your dad is. Right. Yeah. But you know, just let them know it's a process. 
mommy right. going through this and we're going through this and I'm doing this because I want us to have better. I want us to have more. I want a life with you guys. When I was in healthcare, I didn't know them. My kids would get up at four in the morning just to tell me bye for me to be back home at one in the morning the next day. Oh I was moonlighting between two hospitals. So it's just been beautiful getting to know these little beautiful strangers all over again and actually being able to come home and kick it with them and have the flexibility in my schedule to do little things with them while others are in school just because of the crowds and, you know, social distancing and all this stuff that's going on. Right. So it, it's, it's been a rough road. It's been a rocky road, but every piece of it has been worth it because it, it, it showed me a side of me I didn't even know was there as well. And it allowed me to have more belief in myself because I think as mothers, as entrepreneurs, we don't, we're so busy with catering to the family, we lose ourselves and we forget, you know, what we had to draw on. And so it's, it's brought a lot out of me. It brought a lot out of me. And I'm grateful to know this person that I didn't even know existed. Absolutely. Absolutely. Listen, that mental health piece, I tell people, even as a therapist um, and a licensed clinical social worker, I stress mental health. And I know we talked prior to us recording about how I'm taking a step back from my career to focus more on my mental health. Listen, mm -hmm. it's important. There, like I said before, there's no price on your physical health or your mental health. If none of those, uh, if those two things are not in alignment, if they're not functioning properly, nothing else matters because right. it will not flow. It will not align. It will not work. It may work for a short time, short time, but your body will let you know sooner or later. Just like you said, you experienced that um, stroke, was it? No, it was a TIA. It was a mini yeah, stroke. A like, mini stroke. like your body is going to shut down if you don't learn how to appreciate, if you don't learn how to um, nurture your mental health and your physical health. You know, and we, you know, I try to stress to people like, don't wait until it's, don't be reactive when it comes to your physical health and your mental health, be proactive. And I feel like you, even though you went through those things, I still think that you were proactive in some of your um, decisions. Like you said, I quit my job. I left that match. Those are proactive things, right? And I'm, I'm, I'm so happy now that you, like you said, you were able to see your children, you're able to see your children. And I do agree with that piece, like letting your children know. You don't have to tell them everything, but I think honesty is key. And I think mm. you can tell them a lot without telling them anything, right? Yes. So yeah, I do. I, 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 it's, it's, it's very um, important to kind of um, be honest and be an open book. For your, because if you're not open book with them or not a safe haven for them, they'll find it somewhere else. And you don't always want your children to find that safe place in other places. Exactly. You, you you hit that Absolutely. Absolutely. I love it. I love it. I love it. But thank you so much, Quan, for all you poured into my listeners today. I just want to give the listeners um, a way to get in contact with you. How do they follow you on your IG page, your business page, your website? Let, let the world know how they can find you, Ms. Quan Brown. All right. Well, I am on Instagram at, and it's phenomenal phalanges. It's phenomenal underscore phalanges. That's how you hit me up on my business page. Um, I do answer DMs. I'm also on Facebook, 
just not as much. I'm still learning this social media thing. It's a little out of my comfort zone, but guess what? <laughs> it's a part of the journey. So I'm getting there, you know? Absolutely. And I love it. Um, I'm just, I'm, it's a journey. It's been a great journey. It's been a character building journey. So I love it. But Phenomenal Phalanges, which is P-H-E-N-O-M-E-N-A-L underscore P-H-A-L-A-N-G-E-S. All right. Phenomenal phalanges. I love it. I love it. Again, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. And hopefully we will have her back soon. I'll talk to you soon, okay? Thank you. You take care. It was wonderful meeting you, talking to you, and thank you for your time. Absolutely. Absolutely.